This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 27th, 2020. The Nativity, No Wise Men. Well, Merry Christmas and an almost Happy New Year. Not quite, a couple days away. Everybody here in the sanctuary, there at home, wherever you might be, we are so glad that you're with us this morning. Hoping your Christmas was, uh, was joy-filled and Christ-filled, and um, we're just so thankful to be together here on this last Sunday of 2020, last Sunday 2020. Today we wrap up our series called The Nativity as we consider what we lose today if there are no wise men in the story. Good morning, Connection Church. Thank you so much for joining us. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is indeed um, an honor to welcome all of you, those who are here with us. Thank you. At 4744 Summit Bridge Road. And we've also got uh, Chris and Venetia and CJ and... Uh, Ted and Chris and Sharon and Dave and Lori and Audra and Edna and the Noto family and I could go on and on and on and it is wonderful that we have technology that brings us together one church many locations would you all please pray with me God thank you so much for today it's a day that you've made it's a day that it is no accident that anyone uh, would be tuning in and joining us online or right here on site. Lord, you have a message for each one of us, and it just blows my mind that you can give each one of us different words from you. So open us up, open our hearts, so that we might receive you and what you would have to say to us. We pray all this in the name of the Father and the Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, and everybody said... Amen. Amen. So what do we lose if there are no wise men in the nativity, in the Christmas story? What would happen if we didn't have the wise men? Well, Can I, I just, I'm sorry, I've got to interrupt. So, go ahead. Edna Kale, our own Edna Kale. You know, what if we had no wise men? She writes, kicked Barry to the curb. What would happen if CCC had no Barry? Oh, my goodness, we would be in trouble. Or no Mitchell this well, morning. Well, I'm going to say no Mitchell either. Do you know he played four different instruments on Christmas Eve over there? It's like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. And Michelle and Allie and Brenda. That's and a good one, Edna, paying attention. Yes. It's sharp. Good job, Edna. That's all right. right. Sorry, Alan. So if we had no Wiseman, first of all, we'd have less parts in the children's pageant, right? Like from the, you know, less parts. And I don't think bathrobe sales would go down that significantly, but maybe a little bit. Other than the Christmas play effect, though, what, what do we lose if we don't have wise men? Well, let's see what the Bible tells us about the wise men. We are looking at Matthew chapter 2, and it's a lot of verses, verses 1 through 12, New International Version. <laughs> After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod. So it places us in history as a, like a real thing. Uh, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? 
We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Mm. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mm. And having been warned in a dream, God really did use a lot of dreams, didn't he? Having been warned in a dream, did not go back to Herod. They returned to their country by another route. Wise men. Matthew, the writer of of this book of the Bible, refers to them as magi. Say magi. 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 And there's a, if you're interested in the uh, etymology of that word, you could look that up. And, you know, some roots over there in the area that, uh, where they came from, Persian all. We're not given names or the number. We often say three because of three gifts, but we're not actually given a number or the names of these magi, simply magi, magi from the east. The term magi refers to a group of learned men, not kings, as the song we're going to close with today refers to them. More likely scholars, uh, possibly religious scholars who are knowledgeable in other areas as well, such as astrology as well as the prophecies of the Old Testament, from this knowledge of the heavens and the scriptures, and perhaps maybe some direct knowledge that God gave them through. Maybe they had a dream or an angel, but we don't know. Uh, These men from far away have traveled to worship Jesus. And again, we have to ask the question, why them? And what do we lose if it's not them? All right, let's break this down a little bit. First of all, the Magi, they were astrologers. They studied the movements of planets, the sun, the moon, the stars, in the belief that these movements, some people still believe this, these movements can have an influence on people's lives. When they saw this bright star in the east, they knew it had to be a sign of something significant. Over the years, there had been great speculation. Remember, these were learned men. These were scholars. There had been great speculation as to what this star was. Some wonder if it could have been the sighting of Halley's Comet, which is seen from Earth every 75 years or so. Perhaps it was the convergence of several bright stars in the sky appearing as one, Or maybe it was the occurrence of what just happened last week known as the Christmas star. The convergence of Saturn and Jupiter. 
that makes, made the appearance in the eastern sky. Unfortunately, the other night it was so cloudy that it was hard to see. Did anybody see that star? The second night you saw it. Wow. Cool. Hmm. Anybody online, if you saw the star, say, I saw the star. Okay. Mm. Or perhaps, perhaps it was a total one-off that God created one time only for that point in time. You know, we don't know exactly, do we? But we do know there was a star or a brightness in the sky. In addition, uh, we're told by, uh, that they were learned men. According to Bible scholar William Barclay, there was in the world at that time, um, let's say, an interesting speculation of the coming of a king. Roman and Jewish uh, historians, both Roman and Jewish historians, wrote of the common belief that a powerful <laughs> ruler was coming out of Judah to rule the world. So it's very possible these wise men were familiar with this expectation. It's very likely also these wise men were familiar with the Old Testament prophecy of Micah, who said out of Bethlehem would come the one who would uh, rule over Israel. In addition, we can't rule out again the possibility that God visited them in some way and, and let them know what they were to do. However they came to it, these wise men, these magi, knew that they were supposed to follow that star to find the king of the Jews and to worship him. Wow. So Anthony Noto saw the star. He lives here in Middletown. Right, then we have some friends, Butch um, and Cheryl Swanson. They're in Oklahoma. They saw the star. Wow. And uh, Andrea Stover. And so did Marianne Wood. So people did see there it. Wow, that's pretty cool. All right, so we still want to return to, <coughs> excuse me, our question, why them? Why did God choose them? Why did God choose the Magi? Well, perhaps he chose the Magi because they were like at the very opposite end of the spectrum of who we talked about last week, which were the shepherds. We talked about the shepherds last Sunday. The shepherds were marginalized. They were low on the socioeconomic um, status. They were really not liked at all because they were dirty and out in the fields and everything. And so the scholars, though, were opposite. They were highly revered and they were respected and highly regarded. And so these men would have either been a part of or would have had access to the inner circles of society. Remember, the shepherds were on the outside, and these guys were very likely on the inside. So if they are not part of the nativity story, then Jesus would have only come for the outcasts. With their inclusion, we see that Christ is the Savior of all, that Jesus came for all levels of society. He is the Messiah for everyone. Say everyone. 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 Mm. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Consider this. These travelers from the east are foreigners. They are not Jews, not part of the nation of Israel, not part of God's, cho air quote, chosen people. In fact, some believe they came from the Persian Empire. 
Now, this gets real interesting. Many years previous, the Persian Empire overtook the Babylonian Empire. Prior to that, the Babylonians had conquered Jerusalem and exported some most, many of the best and brightest back to Babylon, men such as in the Bible we read about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel. So this would be kind of ironic, wouldn't it, that these foreigners could possibly be from the country that overthrew the country, that overthrew Judah, the birthplace of Jesus. Interesting. Question again, what do we lose if we do not have the wise men? Why are they so important to the story? Well, again, it points out what I just said a few moments ago, that Jesus came to save. We talked about God saves. That was our Christmas Eve message. Why did he, why know Jesus? Well, because then we would all be lost. So Jesus came to save, but he came to save all people, not just the chosen people of Israel, not just the Jews, not just the rich, not just the poor, not just the educated, not just the uneducated, but all people. And so these non-Jews are referred to in Scripture as Gentiles. And this tells us that they have a place in God's kingdom too. That's us. That's us. You and I, we have a place in God's kingdom. We're reminded in the Bible, um, it is actually in the book of Galatians, written by uh, the Apostle Paul, inspired by God. And he said this, In Christ's family, there can be no division into Jew or non-Jew, <clears throat> slave or free, male and female. Among us, you are all equal. That is, we are all in a common relationship with Jesus Christ. Then there's one more thing we lose if we don't have the wise men. And that is the sense of just how important, just how incredible, just how awesome the birth of Jesus Christ is, was and is. We have here grown men, scholarly men, who, who men of position, men of, uh, of possession, who travel many, 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 many miles in order to see this child. At this point, they believe it could have been up to two years later because it's, we're told here it was a child, and, and we're told also that they came visit him in a home, not in a stable, not a baby, but a child in a home. They think it could have been a while later. To see this child whom they somehow know is the long-awaited Savior. And then the really incredible part is what they do when they finally come face-to-face -face with the Son of God. They kneel down and they worship Him. They kneel down and worship this child. Think about that. These grown men, these scholars from far, far away, kneel down and worship a child and bring Him gifts. And we're talking some serious gifts here. Serious gifts, exotic gifts, valuable gifts, expensive gifts, meaningful gifts. Gold, the gift fit for a king, symbolic of Christ's kingship. Frankincense, an incense that was burned in the temple. 
during worship. Symbolic that Jesus is the ultimate religious leader, their ultimate priest. And then myrrh, an expensive resin that has many uses, including an embalming ointment and also as an intoxicant. This gift points to the end of Christ's life. Just before he was nailed to the cross, when he was offered a mild painkiller, a, a combination of wine and myrrh, which he refused. And then after he died, we're told Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus took Jesus' body, his dead body, from the cross, and they treated it with a mixture of myrrh and aloes and wrapped it in linen. So this gift of myrrh reminds us, even as a baby, that Jesus' ultimate purpose here was to die for you and for me, to bring that salvation that we talk about. Wow. So let's just push the pause button for a minute and, and think about the scene of when the Magi showed up at Jesus' house, or Mary and Joseph's house. High-ranking men, they were probably wearing their gowns, <clears throat> and when they see this kid, they kneel down and worship. Really? Wow. And it is customary that we bring gifts to newborns and to, to children, but these were gifts that weren't little toy trains and matchbox cars. I mean, expensive gifts, very odd for a child. But they knelt down. What a great model for each one of us. Because whenever we're in the presence of Jesus, which is all the time, we too should be on our knees in worship, both literally and figuratively, as we offer our gifts, it's all we have, to Jesus, to our King, the gift of our very lives, the gift of our heart. Have you gotten on your knees lately? It's kind of hard, you know, when we get a little bit older <laughs> to get down. Well, getting down's easier than getting up, but really, it's such an act of of submission when we when we think about Jesus or when we pray and we go down because it's like it's this it's a surrender and if that's not your habit to get on your knees every once in a while we would encourage you in the new year to give it a try can do it by your bed. You know, now I lay me down to sleep. It's a little easier to get up, but do it because it's, it's the way that we show God our reverence to him, that he indeed is the Lord of our lives and to give him honor and glory and do. And when we're on our knees, you know, open yourselves up and just say, okay, God, what, what gifts do I have to offer? What, what do you want me to do? And God will answer, maybe not at that moment, but God will answer eventually. If We just listen. We listen. When's the last time that you've been on your knees to worship the Lord Jesus Christ?
So no wise men. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. They remind us that Jesus is the king. King of the Jews. King of the universe. King of your life and mine. They remind us that this king is worthy of our praise, worthy of our worship, worthy of us taking a knee, of bowing down and honoring him and only him above everything and everyone else. They remind us that Jesus came for us all. As, as these wise men bring a sense of inclusiveness to the, to the Christmas story, to the nativity. And that's absolutely crucial. Crucial. The one in the manger came uh, that we all might be forgiven. All. That we all might find salvation. That we all might find new life. That we all might live through eternity. That we all might have a personal relationship with the Savior of the world. That, that we might be able to know that Christ is King and Lord of all. That's the good news. That's the good news that came down at Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. So before I pray, um, Chrissy Hartle writes, when life down on your knees, you're in the perfect position to pray. We do get knocked down, don't we? But it does put us in the perfect position to pray. Let's do that right now. Almighty God, thank you so much that we've been taking a look at, at what it would be like if there was no, no Mary and Joseph, no angels, no shepherds, no wise men. And God, they teach us so much by their presence in this story. And Lord, no Jesus? Wow, that's hard to even fathom. Uh, because Jesus is our life light. And Jesus shows us the way. And through Christ, we are given the gift of your Holy Spirit. So thank you, God. Thank you. And thank you for the wise men who also taught us by their presence that you came for one and for all. And we thank you and we praise you in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everyone online and right here in the building said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.